Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery Show. Halfway home on this Friday night with you, 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond uh, text line. Uh, we're going to play Chris Lindstrom here in just a or Sorry, we're going to play Taylor Heineke first, and we'll do Chris Lindstrom. Just a quick update for the Braves. Chirinos lasted three and two-thirds innings, six hits, four earned runs, one walk, three strikeouts, through 61 pitches. That really helps, doesn't it? Really really a good effort there. Because, again, Michael Soroka couldn't have done that. <sighs> By the way, it's 4-4. Braves are hanging tough. Again, Ozuna's homered uh, in the game. Uh, two, out, two out RBIs from Arcia and from Ronnie. But, again, pitching and letting them down. And, and we're back to, you know, Joe Bag of Donuts. You know, on the mound again. So, anyway, frustrating. We'll, uh, 10 o'clock, we'll get the Braves closed out as we'll open up the phone lines to you. So, um, again, we'll uh, we'll get to some Braves talk a little bit later on here in the show. All right, uh, Taylor Heineke. He had a chance to catch up with Dukes and Bell earlier today, the uh, Falcons' new backup quarterback. And um, they started off by asking him about um, how it was returning home as a result of uh, or how returning home was, uh, I don't know what the hell that says, but anyway, something about returning home. Uh, that was a great win. That was probably one of my best performances and uh, just hap- so happened to be against the hometown team. Did it feel like the game slowed down for you when you had 10 seconds back there in the pocket? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. It was, it was nice. Um, that's, that's a dream come true for a quarterback, but yeah. Taylor, you know we're clowning around, man. We, uh, we're we glad you're here. Uh, for those who don't get the joke, uh, Taylor was obviously uh, up in Washington, and they came down here, and it was like a homecoming. But let's move forward. Yes. Talk about uh, this situation, man, and your decision to come here. I'll be honest. When, when we heard this, you know, a lot of people were like, Taylor is coming to Atlanta. Uh, what made you make this decision? I saw a young team that had some great culture, and they're building something very special here. So, you know, I saw Desmond Ritter. Uh, he had, what, three, four games played last year, and I felt like I could bring some value to help him get prepared for his for his career. So, um, you know, God forbid he gets hurt, I'll be ready to play. But um, in the meantime, um, you know, I want to help him as much as I can. You know, obviously playing for the last two and a half years, seeing a lot of different stuff, um, I think I can bring a lot to a table once the season starts. You know, when, start, when adversity starts hitting, when we start seeing new defenses, i uh, help him in any way I can. 
It is Collins Hills. Uh, Taylor Heineke with us here, live at Dukes and Bell. Yeah, and, and how is that role? Because we always say nobody wants to teach somebody to take a job, but you you totally understand where you're coming from and your role here on this team. Yeah, you know, that's been my life the last two years. Um, you know, we brought in Fitzpatrick. I knew my role. We brought in Carson Wentz. I knew my role. Um, you know, unfortunately, both years the guys got hurt. Um, that's where my opportunity to play. So, again, you know, I know my role. I'm going to try and succeed as best as I can at it. Um, and, again, if, I'm, if my number's called and go play, I'll be ready. What's it like to be home, though, man? I mean, like, we talk about this. Everybody can't play at home. Like, you know, you can't go back. Sometimes there's just too many fan, too much family pressure and all that kind of stuff. Regardless if you're playing sparingly or not, I mean, what's that like? It's awesome. Um, you know, during COVID, I bought a house here in 2020. Happens to be right down the road from the facility. Um, so it's nice. I can press snooze a couple more times and get to the facility. Um, but, yeah, I got family, you know, 10 minutes one way, 10 minutes the other way. Um, you know, I got a little nephew that's about to turn two. He hasn't seen me play yet. So he'll be out to practice tomorrow, I think. And, um He'll be able to go to some games. So it's, it's, it's a really exciting time for me and my family. Um, and also some of my high school buddies that still live here, they'll get to go to some games. When we talk about Taylor on the radio, we always say, you know, this guy almost beat Tom Brady in a playoff game. You know, I mean, almost. But yeah, that's one of those things, I guess, you know, 20 years down the road, you can say, I had Tom Brady on the ropes in D.C. <laughs> yeah, we had him on the ropes that year, but, you know, we actually beat him the next year. Uh, <laughs> I had to throw that out there. Yeah, uh, don't forget. <laughs> but, yeah, man, that was, that, was, that was a dream come true. That was kind of my last hoorah in the NFL. Happened to have a great game, and, you know, here I am. So it's been a blessing. Taylor, uh, as far as the quarterback room, what, what's the vibe, man? I mean, you know, uh, you just talked about Desmond, but we were asking Coach about this, and he said every, every guy is uniquely different. The thing I love about you, I always say this, you know, when, when you have the moment to, to, to throw the football, pull, you're not afraid to throw it in there. But he was saying he likes that about you and Des today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I, I learned that from Brett Favre. You know, I grew up a Packer fan. Um, I grew up watching Brett Favre, and the way the passion he had for the game how much fun he had with the game and that kind of, you know, screw it mentality. You know, I'm trying to fit this one in and do whatever it takes to win. Um, that's kind of what I grew up watching. Um, so I kind of, that's why I've kind of mentored my game after. Um, and again, I haven't really seen Des play a lot. Um, and, and when bolts are flying, it's totally different. So um, I haven't really seen it yet, but you know, I'm excited what I've seen so far. Uh, he's got a cannon. Um, so we'll see, you know, I'm excited for him. It's Falcons QB Taylor Heineke with us live Dukes and Bell from Falcons camp. One of the things that we noticed, guys like Drake London and Matt Collins, the, the size of this dude. I don't know what it was like for you in D.C., but it just seems like we had a lot of length and athleticism. Yeah, um, it's definitely different from D.C. D.C., we had a lot of kind of sh shorter, really fast guys. You know, Terry McLaurin is awesome, uh, Jahan, all those guys. Um, but you go, come here and it's Drake London, he's 6'4", 6'5", and can run. Uh, Matt Collins, run, big dude. So it's, it's a different type of throw when you're throwing to those guys. You have to kind of understand a different type of game, but um, you know, those guys are awesome. It's, it's really fun to throw those guys. When they talk about target radius, though, right, you're not just throwing it up. I mean, it's not like, okay, go get this. Yep. And, you, you know, I'm praying that you guys come down with You're still trying to, to hit an area in those small windows, right? Absolutely. But, again, at the same time, you can kind of lead them a little further. Uh, like a Kyle Pitts, you can kind of put it a little farther in front of them, and it's going to be a great ball uh, when, you know, it's shorter you know, speedy guys, you kind of put it more on them with great timing and, you know, speed. So it's a, it's a different type of throw. But, again, it's really fun throwing those guys because you can you have a wider radius. You can kind of miss different differently, and they can still get it. So um, it's, it's a different type of throw, but it's, it's fun. Taylor, we talk about NIL all the time. Uh -oh. Now, if your name was Taylor Meineke, you get a muffler deal. But at Old Dominion, can you imagine the opportunities, the Heineken connection? If you, of course, when you were 21. Oh, man, yeah, that would have been amazing. Uh, <laughs> 
to be quite honest, I might not be here right now if I got that deal. But uh, yeah, it's it's it might be the best for me if I got the NIL if I never got the NIL deal. You you uh, do you do you dig that for college? I mean, it's a totally different world, isn't it? I think it's bizarre. Um, I was talking to some of the guys about it today. Um, I mean, you got some high school kids making more money before taking a snap in college than a guy in the pros that have played for three years. I think that's just bizarre. That's just my two cents. Um, but, I mean, I feel like they got to do something about it. Um, I like the transfer portal, and I has got a little out of hand. Taylor, appreciate the time, man. Always uh, wish you nothing but the best. Good to have you, and uh, welcome home. Appreciate you guys. Y'all have a good one. And, you know, we heard from Scott Bear and talking about this, that <clears throat> there really is an understanding. And, and you heard him say it there. And I like the way that he said it, just I know what my role is. And and you have to respect that. Look, Taylor Heineke is getting, what's he getting, five, six million dollars from the Falcons? I mean, again, he's making good money. And and he knows he's an injury away from getting a chance to start. And he talked about it. Hey, listen, embrace your role because you never know when you're going to be called upon. And the last two years, he's been called upon. Last two seasons, they've had to turn to Taylor Heineke and start him for the Commanders. So, again, I'm not wishing ill will or anything like that on Desmond Ritter, but be ready to go. Embrace your role. Be ready to go when your number is called because it's the NFL. Most of the time, quarterbacks don't play all 17 games in a season. Most of the time, you're not having quarterbacks that are healthy straight through and have no issues or anything like that. Quarterbacks are going to miss some time. And when your number's called, you better be ready. Because, again, they won't bring you around if you're not ready to perform when it really is time. So, again, it's you know, a situation where situation where you never know what he's, what, what's going to end up happening. Right. And, you know, maybe the thought process is, is that, hey, if Desmond doesn't get it done, I'm the backup and I could at some point start. I again, I'm not saying that that's what his mindset is, but that's part of the other reason that you come to Atlanta is because you don't know what Desmond Ritter is. You don't have a clear cut understanding that, you know, they may say, okay, it's his job. Okay, for now. But if he bottoms out and there's expectations on this team, okay, I I could see a scenario where, you know, again, they, they turn to him. Now, I think Desmond Ritter is going to play fine and he's going to be the starting quarterback all year long. But there are scenarios, I mean, and, and certainly I'm sure that Arthur Smith has some kind of contingency plan in place that if things don't go well for a period of time with Desmond Ritter, that there will be some kind of replacement plan, right? that there will be some kind of, what, what, what do you want to call it, succession plan, you know, potentially. So, again, it's, it's good to have a guy like this here because he knows what his, what his role is on this team. He can be a contributor. He can help them out. He can help them win games if, if some things happen. But I love the fact that he talks about knowing what his role is going to be for this team. All right, when we get back, it'll be time for That's Live. A follow-up to that crazy story that I told you about yesterday. Chuck Ray Nakia Studios, Sports Radio, 19 and the Game, the Odyssey.com app.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Radio 92.9 at the game. Back at it, Chuckery Show. 9.21 from the Kia Studios. You know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 404-726-0929. Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Uh, Day Day, a follow-up to that story I told you yesterday about the teenager who walked into the Montana Sheriff's Office. Yeah. So, one former FBI agent says she may have Stockholm Syndrome. Um, Now, she assured authorities that no one had hurt her and even thanked them for offering um, to help her. But according to an ex-FBI expert who spent years working with families of human trafficking victims, he told the AZ family that Navarro, who was previously described as autistic but high-functioning, may not be aware she's a victim. Regardless of whether or not she's been diagnosed with autism, what strikes me is what I saw in many of the victims that I helped recover when I was working those cases. And that is they often don't recognize they are a victim. It used to be referred to as Stockholm Syndrome. Now it's referred to as trauma bonding. Hmm. Um, The former Fed believes the investigation will reveal that a crime was committed and that someone may have put Navarro through a harrowing experience. Quote, I don't see how this is likely without some other person being involved. And even if uh, another person was involved, 
You have to question their motives, of course. One of the keys to unraveling what happened to her and whoever, uh, sorry, and holding whoever else may have been with or responsible, the investigators are going to have to spend time and develop trust and rapport with her over a series of contacts and interviews. Uh, crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. So yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's the latest uh, on it. So I'm following the story um, all the time. All right. Would you try this? Do you like Skittles at all? They're cool. They're not like my go-to candy or okay. anything. All right. There's a limited edition Skittles, and it's got this flavor. French's Yellow Mustard. No. Limited edition French's Yellow Mustard. No. I I don't buy candy to have a non-candy taste. Why would any human being <laughs> that has even a tenth of an ounce of common sense ingest this <laughs> into their pie hole? <laughs> Honestly. This might be the stupidest candy ever invented in the history of mankind on planet Earth. It's not candy at that point to me. It's it tastes stupid. Like it's stupid. <laughs> oh. All right. So, Alan, you know who Alan Alda is? Yeah. Do you remember MASH? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, he has been putting up some of his items from MASH up for auction, okay? Mm. So the boots and the dog tags that he wore every day while filming MASH, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. just sold at auction, $125,000. For some boots. For old boots and, and dog, dog tags. tags. Uh, it's being donated to charity, um, but still... $125,000 for old army boots and dog tags. It's crazy. How about that? <laughs> uh, again, it's crazy. You're right. Now, here's another one. This one may be a little bit more fun. The sword that Arnold Schwarzenegger. Conan the Barbarian? Yep, Conan the Destroyer, actually. The, okay, the second one. Yes, so Conan the Destroyer. That's the one with uh, Wilt Chamberlain mm-hmm. in it, right? Yep. So the sword that he was swinging around uh, on Conan the Destroyer just sold at auction. $118,750. Wow. Who had that? I I don't know. um, Let me see here. Hold, please. Uh, Talk amongst yourselves. Um, (laughs) Right, uh... because. Let's see here. Uh, Vintage original prop signature sword constructed of. Solid cast iron fiberglass resin. The sword measures 38 miles long. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so, in other words, it doesn't say who. Yeah, made. yeah. This Ron <laughs> Cobb design prop exhibits it. Yeah, it doesn't even say. Okay. Um, okay. That's still, uh, that's still pretty uh, good there for just a movie prop. Clint Eastwood's revolver from Pale Rider. Mm-hmm. Chris Pratt's uh, helmet from um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at some of these auctions that are up. Um, Stormtrooper helmet. Uh, Mark Hamill's stunt prop from uh, his laser blaster. From Star Wars? Yeah. Okay. 
I'm just looking at some of these props out here. This um, is one particular op- auction I, that's just, having I'm all of at, these. I'm or? looking at I'm looking at uh, Heritage Auctions website. I have an account with Heritage Auctions. Nice, it's crazy, it's crazy. Nice. Um, it, it's just it's crazy. So anyway, um, hundred eighteen thousand dollars. Okay. All right. Uh, today is National Water. Oh, by the way, an R.I.P. Randy Meisner, who was one of the founding members of the Eagles. I saw um, that. That was yesterday. What yes, was the, yeah, yes, it was. was yep, it yeah. was yesterday. He was one of the founding members. Yeah. Him and Don Henley and Glenn mm-hmm. Fry and all those guys. Yeah. They were. Uh, he was one of the. He was one of the original members. He sang the song. You remember the song "Take It to the Limit"? Yes. Take it mm-hmm. to the limit. One yep. more. He sang that song. Okay. So. Okay. Um, R.I.P. to him. Uh, so today is National Water Park Day. Okay. okay? So with that, tonight's top 10 list, your top 10 favorite amusement parks, water parks, whatever, of all time in your life, day-day, the floor is yours. All right. So I actually don't really have um, water any water parks on here because I, I mean, I've been to some, but I'm not just floored by them, you know. So uh, I've got Six Flags Magic Mountain. That's the one in, Cal- in Southern California. Oh, Okay. Um, I actually lived like 40 minutes from that in gotcha. growing up in high school. Uh-huh. Um, so if there's anybody, any listeners out there that, that are from California, you know what I'm talking about. Um, then there's there, a, there's some commies that are. That are <laughs> <laughs> another Six Flags, Six Flags Great Adventures in, oh, in Jersey. Okay. Yes, in New Jersey. Yes, yes. yes. Um, so those are my two favorite okay. Six Flags. Um, I do like Disney World. Um I just love the fact that they got the different theme parks that you can kind of go check out. I hate the prices. The prices are ridiculous, but um, I do love the the, the, the Do you know the, that that's the largest volunteer workforce in America? Yeah, which is crazy. And and it is one of the most highly prized things mm-hmm. to put on your resume is that you were, were you were yeah. you worked for free at Disney. Yep. It's one yep. of the most valuable things you can put on a resume mm-hmm. when it comes to getting a job, believe it or not. Yep. I got uh, three on here that aren't, um, they're not amusement parks, but there's things, that, they're areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge area. Okay. I just love being, especially up there in, on the Gatlinburg strip. Mm-hmm. I, I can just walk that strip, eat, drink, you know, pop on a ride or something with the kids. Right. I just, I love that. And then Myrtle Beach's strip. Or, or oh, yeah, boardwalk, yeah, yeah. rather. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, their yeah. boardwalk. Yeah, there, there are a lot of fun things to do in Myrtle Beach. Yeah. I mean, there are, like, amusement park rides and yes. stuff like that that you can and do. And same thing. You yeah. just walk up I was and there down. La- I was there last summer. So. Right. And we were there last month. So, right. again, just walk up and down, eat, drink, hop on a ride. Uh, the Vegas Strip. I just love the lights at night. Uh, I just love I can just... Walk up Say and that down again? the Vegas Strip. Oh yeah, yeah. I can just yeah. I love just the nighttime, the, the lights. <laughs> oh sorry, sorry. It is nine thirty now. Yeah, so it you is. Um, sea World in Florida. Um, I like it because it's got the shows and you got amusement yes. park rides. Uh, and then uh, Universal Studios in California. Now they've upgraded it to where it's got more. It doesn't have like the roller coasters like the one in in Florida does. Uh-huh. But for me. I used to go to that one because my dad lived in California while I was a little kid, so summertime visiting him. So back then, it was just, you know, the movie lot. It wasn't really all the attractions and stuff. It was literally just the movie lot, the Jaws, uh, even where Murder, She Murder, Murder, She Wrote. Was that the TV show? 
Murder yeah, she there was wrote. A, that was it. Yeah, with yeah. Angela Lansbury. Yeah, they had an area with that. So there was just the the movie lot part of it was just that mm. was so cool to me. Um, and then uh, my last one here, it's 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 new. It's right here. It's local down the road. Southern Bell Farms, man. I've been telling you about it, but. I love that place, man. Go down there and you can pick your fruit. They got dessert. They got the little market, and they've actually got a kid area with rides. They got a oh, okay. a pet pet feeding area. Yeah, and like all a petting that. zoo and all petting, that. Yeah, yeah, all that. Okay. So yeah, I love it because okay. again, depending on the year and the season, rather I should say, you pick like right now it's peaches. Now, unfortunately, because there was a bad. Um, yeah, the frost the and frost, everything that it, hit. Yeah. You, so you yeah, can't um, again the peach the peach crops got damaged. Yeah, they got in, messed the up. So you can't you can't pick your peaches, but the ones they have that they pick, they'll pick them and they put them in the market. And you can still go down there and By buy way, peaches. You, you know we're only like the fourth biggest peach producing state in the yeah, country. Yeah, I know. I know. South Carolina produces peaches, more yeah, peaches than us. Yeah. Florida and California are the other two. Yep. So we're like, mm. we're only like the fourth biggest yeah. peach growing state, even though that we're called the what is it? The peach thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, and that's all I got. <laughs> all right. Um, so I've got Bush Gardens in Tampa. Tampa. Okay. I've um, always I've, I've been. I've been to Bush Gardens in Tampa. I, uh, I I haven't been to the one up in what is it Virginia? It's right. In that area, Alexandria yeah, or something, something like, like that. that. Yep. Um, so these are from my youth. Okay. Okay. Kings Island in that's Cincinnati. In, okay. Um, they had the twin. Roller coasters, mm-hmm. where they they had the twin roller coasters that that went, um, Cedar Point. Cedar Point, yeah, what I've heard, was, I'm familiar with. So Cedar that's point. up in Northeast Ohio, yeah. up, up not Cleveland, but um, the other one up there was uh, was, and this wasn't on my list, but Geauga Lakes was the other one. Okay, that was uh, that was up in Northeast Ohio, and I've never. Well, no, I take that back. I have been to the Sea World in Florida, mm-hmm. but I have Sea World on my list. In I think it's Sandusky, Ohio. Okay. okay. So in Northeast Ohio, there is a Sea World, believe it oh, or wow. not. Okay. I think it's in Sandusky, Ohio. Right. Okay. Which is up by Cleveland. Okay. So did you guys have a uh, what was the whale? Shamu. Back oh yeah. In the day. Yes. Okay. Yes. Shamu, the sharks, the yeah. seals, everything. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I do have Carowinds on my list. I think okay. Carowinds was was a, that was a fun time uh, up there. Okay. Um, I'm nostalgic for Lake Winnie. It's okay. not the greatest amusement park. But their water park is a lot of fun. I remember you telling me. Yeah, I told water my wife park is a lot of fun. I mean, it's the, got the lazy river, and it's a lot of fun. I, li- okay. I like the water park there. Um, Wild Adventures down in Valdosta. Oh yeah, yeah. I've never been, but we always see the sign because yes. anytime you know when you go into Florida, you yep, see that sign. Yep. I've yeah. been there. I was there a few years ago with my daughter. Okay. Uh, we went down there. Um, I do like Six Flags for what it is. Okay. Um, you know, had, we had fun uh, at Six Flags, so um, enjoyed that. And then my last one is not Disney World. Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah. So my aunt, my mom's sister, mm-hmm. lived in a town called Fair Oaks, California, uh-huh. which is not far, right. yeah. not far from Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did go to Disneyland, and I like Disneyland better than I did Disney World. Yeah. Now, I've not been to Disney World as an adult. Okay. Um, now... The other one I've got on here is Epcot. Yes, yeah. Epcot, Epcot is a lot of fun. But you know what's jacked up about Epcot now? They what? charge to get in. Remember before they didn't used to charge to get in Epcot. Well, okay, but yes, that they they have so 
when I worked at Scott's, mm-hmm. our regional manager lived in Orlando, and mm-hmm. he was a big Disney guy. Mm-hmm. And so we would go to regional meetings at, in Orlando and stay at the Embassy Suites, right. not very far from Epcot. And he got us all free passes to go to Epcot. So we partied at Epcot all night. <laughs> so we, we ate, drank, and did our thing. Right. Fireworks show at night and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So Ep- I think Epcot's really cool. It is really cool. Um, really you cool. know, so... But I like Disneyland. I, I like Disneyland as a kid better than I did Disney yeah. World. And see, uh, to your point, living in California, I didn't go to Disney World until I was an adult. Well, here. sure, yeah, because, again, it's 5,000 yeah. miles away. Right. Yeah, and so basically mag- the Magic Kingdom at Disney World is Disneyland. Yes. Pretty yes. much. You know, the yes. only thing about Disney World is the other theme parks. Yes, exactly. But I, I like Disney. When, yeah. when I was there, I liked Disneyland better mm-hmm. than than I did Disney World. So. Did you guys ever go to Knott's Berry Farm? It wasn't. It's an amusement park, but it's no. not very. No. I don't remember that. I don't yeah. remember. It's all in that. the same area. It's in Anaheim, but like it's it's very small. Yeah, I mean, what, the only thing we did was go to Disneyland. That's okay. the only thing that I remember as a as a gotcha. Year. So gotcha. Um, and um, uh, Fisherman's Wharf in uh, oh San yeah, Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's a really a, cool place. Cool yeah, place. Yeah, I don't remember much of it because. I remember it, but I don't remember much of it because, again, I was a kid. Kid, right? So, um, but I like to go back there as an adult. Yeah, I would like. I, San Francisco is a San Francisco is a city I would like to go visit. Mm-hmm. I couldn't live for five seconds in San Francisco, <laughs> but I would like to go visit it with Alcatraz and everything else. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, do the uh, riceroni trolleys and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. So, all right, when uh, we get back, we will hear from Mike Rothstein, who joined us earlier in this show. Dawkins beat writer for ESPN. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, and the Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery Show, hanging out at the Key Studios Friday night with you. 404-726-0929, that is the Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. Well, day three in the books for Atlanta Falcons at uh, training camp, and uh, here to break it down for us, our buddy, Michael Rothstein, he, of course, the Falcons beat writer for ESPN, ESPN.com is where you can check out all of his work. He is on Twitter, at Mike Rothstein. 
and joins me on the waitfor.com hotline I, Atlanta Sports. I mean, it will, is it called, it's not called Twitter anymore, right? It's X oh, now. Oh, yeah. I, I guess y I, yeah. or Q. Yeah, but I, I don't do all the other things like InstaFace or Graham Books and all that kind of stuff. Hey, so. I, I am on. You can find me on the X or Twi- Twixer or whatever. And threads and blue sky. I'm on all of the social media. Yeah, I, lawsuit, I, I don't do any sewing. <laughs> I don't do any sewing work, so I don't know anything about the, the the whole thread thing and whatever like that. So, but anyway, Mike, um, let me ask you about. Let me start with the secondary a little bit. Um, you know, again, we've seen some good performances so far in the secondary. You know, does this look like a much improved group? I mean, injuries and other things caught up to them last year, but. Does this group as a whole look much better this year in the secondary? Yeah, but they should. Uh, and that's for a few reasons. One, A.J. Terrell is a year older. Two, Richie Grant is a year older. Three, their biggest free agent acquisition was Jesse Bates, who is one of the best safeties in the NFL. And Jeff Okuda is a guy that, I mean, listen, he was, I covered him in Detroit as a rookie. He was the number three overall pick. He's very smart. He just dealt with a combination of horrific coaching and then injuries in Detroit. Uh, And then really when he did get to play a little bit last year, you you saw a little bit of of what's there, right? And and it was really good for him to get a fresh start. And they have, you know, I I think maybe a a real gem at Nickel in D. Alford because he was a guy who this time last year was – a uh, roster long shot, frankly, like his name was starting to pop up, but then he inter- I remember it was, I think he had like interceptions in like six or seven days, or maybe it was like, it was, it was wild during training camp last year. It just seemed like it was almost every day he would get an interception and then Cornell Armstrong got hurt and D. Alford made the team. And now this year he's uh, lining up in camp as the starting nickel. And by the way, when we're talking about it too, there's depth. Because Jalen Hawkins right now, who was a starter last year opposite Richie Grant, he's looking at like the number three safety right now, and you could maybe see him play some nickel as well down, down in the box if they go for a three-safety look. He's had the best camp of any player right now. Mm-hmm. He, he's had two picks in the first two days, and he had a pass breakup today Today that could have been an interception too, potentially. He, he seems to be playing at another level. I asked him whether he's more motivated because he's in a contract year and also because of the situation he's in. He, said, he played that off and said, no, this is how he does it, regardless, which is true because last year he also had a huge camp. So I expected them to be better because the talent, I think, is better and, and younger, too, because Casey Hayward's good, but Casey Hayward is also on the back end of his career rather than potentially entering the prime of his career, which Jeff Okuda is. How does Clark Phillips look uh, in these first few days at camp? I mean, listen, he had the one splash play on Thursday that a lot of people saw, the interception uh, on, on in, in an individual route where he stepped in front of Drake London. A lot was made of it. It led to Arthur Smith making a joke about the Pac-12. Drake London kind of got a little bit salty about it. About it, Clark Phillips has not talked with the media yet. No rookies have spoken with the media since rookie minicamp. Uh, so... We, we don't know what Clark Phillips thinks, but he, he's played well so far, but there's no pads on. It's not a full speed situation yet. Uh, wake me in two weeks if he's still making these plays. You know, and it's not yeah. a knock on him, but he's a rookie. Corner is a very hard position to transition to. And listen, he could end up being very, very good. 
There's no doubt about that. But I'm not ready to go there after three days with him, at least, as far as some of the rookies. Uh, Matt Hennessy got injured uh, today. Any kind of word about what you saw out there or, you know, any kind of updates about what his injury was and, and maybe yeah, you know, any I, kind I of saw, thoughts? Yeah, I saw the injury happen. It, it wasn't exactly clear what had occurred, whether it was a back or an, a, an ankle or a knee or some sort of, you know, leg situation. They, they were definitely looking at his lower body. He was down for a few minutes, but like sitting it was, and he wasn't like writhing in pain. He just was kind of sitting there. You could just kind of tell like what, what happened type situation. He did get up. He walked off the field on his own and into the training room. I actually saw him after practice and he was walking around a little bit, which to me, that's a good sign. Now, Arthur Smith said he's going to have an MRI today. They'd update on the severity of it potentially tomorrow. Matt Bergeron, the second-round pick, took his place at left guard. It was thought that that would be a competition. It so far had not been, but this is a potentially a chance for Matt Bergeron here. I, I don't know the severity. Uh, for the Falcons, you don't want to see that because you want Matt Bergeron to be able to work at his own pace and not get accelerated at all necessarily because Matt Hennessy is a good player and when he was in at left guard last year and this is a position he had barely trained at all before really this offseason because he was trying to be the starting center at this point last year and almost won that job he's you know he's getting acclimated to it also but he played well I thought last season he was probably their second best left guard after Elijah Wilkinson so it will be very interesting to see what happens there. Obviously, the Falcons hope it is nothing serious, but I have not heard one way or the other what that will be. I anticipate that, that we'll hear something tomorrow on him and on Eddie Goldman. Mike Rothstein covering the Atlanta Falcons for ESPN, joining me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. So is Jalen Mayfield a candidate to make the swing tackle kind of position? I mean, is that, I mean they've obviously been working him out there and bringing him back to his natural position, so – How's he looked, and, you know, does he look like he's getting back at it? Or, I mean, you know, can, can he make this roster at the end of the day? I, I would say TBD, John. And the reason I say that is because there's no pads yet. We, we have not seen anything that can tell you one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Offense, for offensive linemen, the real competition will start Monday. Because I can believe the first day of pads will be Monday. And that's when we really get to know. Because right now, how much are you able to do in shorts? They're going a lot of walkthrough speed, a lot of slower speed, except for a little bit in team. But you're not having really any sort of contact. That that job and these roster spots on the back end of the offensive line are going to be won in the joint practices in Miami, the three preseason games, and then the culmination of basically not getting beat by an improved defensive line during the day-to-day of camp. And the defensive line so far has been – a problem, but again, I'm not reading too much into that just yet because on the face of it, they look good, but uh, wake me when pads come on, you know, type of situation. I think he's got a shot to make this team. Uh, I would not call him a lock by any stretch of the imagination, but understand, as a rookie, he was thrown into an awful situation through no fault of his own. Because Josh Andrews got hurt literally the day after cuts. He gets hurt 48 hours earlier. We're maybe talking about a completely different situation for Jalen Mayfield where he's not put in a situation where he needs to be a starter. 
Like that, that, that's what we're talking about here. And then he, he obviously had a rough go of it. Last year he was dealing with back injuries, and then when he came back they moved him to tackle. And this is his first time really since kind of that very brief, like when he came off of of, of uh, injured reserve and they they you know they they, they didn't activate him. But really since this time as a rookie when he was playing right tackle because Caleb McGarry wasn't back yet. Right. So this is the first time he's really had a chance to do that. And I think there's less pressure on him in terms of like he doesn't have to worry about winning a starting job because he's not going to beat out Caleb McGarry for the starting job. He's not going to beat out Jake Matthews. If he can be their third or fourth tackle, he does have some obviously experience at guard. That's not the end of the world. It would not shock me if he makes the team. Like, I know that fans, there is a subsect of fans that will be apoplectic if he makes the team. But don't be apoplectic. He's got some talent, and if he ends up being your fourth tackle, it doesn't even mean he's going to be active on game days. Like, chill. Like, that's a good person to have with guard tackle flexibility if he ends up being your fourth tackle. He's not going to end up being a starter here. So Mike, at the, least unless there's injuries. So, Mike, the Falcons did make a move today. They, got, they, they signed Justin Ellis as a defensive tackle. Help me understand the Eddie Goldman situation. Did he not reach out to the Falcons about coming back and playing and then now he's yeah. I mean like I, what am I what am I missing with this whole thing? Honestly, I don't know. I I'm not going to sit here and pretend. And we what we do know is it's a personal situation and listen, this is a guy who he opted out in 2020 due to COVID. He came back in 2021, and he talked about how, you know, it really took a toll on him sitting out, and he was very excited to come back, and he played 14 games in 2021 for the Bears. Then he signed here last year in July. He, last, he didn't even get to training camp last year and retired 13 days later. He did show up. He has been here, or at least was here on Tuesday. There was a picture of him walking into the facility in an Argentina soccer jersey and there's you know he's he's arthur smith said today that he came in in phenomenal shape he looked phenomenal but who knows i i don't have a great answer it's very clear that it's some sort of personal issue that's going on but arthur smith when i asked him very directly is he potentially going to retire again he, Arthur Smith said it's a possibility, and then he actually doubled down a little bit and said, great possibility that that happens. So to me, the fact that they are reportedly signing Justin Ellis, the team has not announced that. I have not been able to confirm that yet. There, that's just a report out there from NFL Network. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that would tell you all you need to know, I think, about that situation. Now, it is also possible that they maybe are making another move. I, I'm, and that's just my speculation because they do have a couple of other guys hurt. Obviously, Calais Campbell is on the NFI list and that we, will, we won't know much about him for at least another week. Um, Dial pads. It, I'm not even going to try to say his name. The undrafted free agent from Rice has been out for the, at least today and I saw him kind of in a little bit of a boot and he's got some tendonitis. So he's dealing with some stuff too. So, you know, who knows? This could be something related to Matt Hennessy too. Like, that, that's the thing here, right? Like, we don't know for sure, but we do know that a decision on Eddie Goldman is, is coming one way or the other. And if you want to read tea leaves here, one, one could easily surmise that A is going to equal B. But, you know, who knows? To me, Eddie Gold, the Eddie Goldman situation was always house money. 
if that makes sense, Chuck. Right, because, right. Yeah. Uh, because they weren't expecting him. Right. And then he, he approached them and said, hey, uh, I'd like to come back. They had the contract. The contract holds from last year. And why not? I mean, literally, Arthur Smith said it today. It, it was a no-lose situation for sure. the Falcons. If this happens, okay, fine. If he, they, they weren't counting on him. It's not like he was expected to be a starter. Frankly, I don't even know if he 100% even makes the team because they have some good depth there. They do like Timmy Horn. They have Taquan Graham, right? So it's not like some absolute lock that he's there. He's not going to be a starter unless there's injury. He wasn't going to be a starter unless there was injuries. So he ends up coming out and, and, and pushing and be, pushing for playing time, and that's fantastic for you if, the, if you're the Falcons. This is the other option of it, but I don't think it's – I don't if, if Arthur Smith says tomorrow or they announce tomorrow that he's been cut or – or he's retiring again, my, I'll say, okay, that was it's interesting, but this is not going to affect them one way or the other. So they do have 9 to $10 million, whatever the number actually is, to play with. You get the sense that they – I mean, there are some na- at least names out there, but I think that there are some guys that could help, um, not saying starters per se, but guys that could be rotational players – do you get the sense that they're going to use some of that cap space and, and bring some guys in? Or, you know, you think that they feel pretty comfortable barring injury. I'm not, I'm not talking about injury. Yeah, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about just, you know, the, the idea of bringing in somebody else. You think they're pretty comfortable or you think that they look at making a move? I, th- I think they're pretty comfortable, but I, I would say at a few positions, they're an injury away from not being Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the case for most teams around the yeah. league, right? Like uh, they have, they have an injury at wide receiver. If it's a, one of their kind of top two or three guys, that's a concern. They have an injury at running back. That's a concern just because of the lack of depth. They, they have really good talent depth, but they don't have numbers depth. I mean, they have four backs, right? Now, you know, uh, defensive, I would say linebacker, inside linebacker, they're one injury away from having some real questions there, mm-hmm. in my opinion, depending on who that guy is, right? Safety, they're all right. Corner, I think they're, they're okay, but obviously if it ends up being one of their two starters, it becomes a thing. So part of it is that, like, you want to have money to make a move if there's a guy you want. The other piece of it is this. You always want to have – three to four million in operating budget for the year because injuries are going to come up and you need to be able to pay some guys and you don't want to have to restructure something after what they've done to get out of the cap hell that they were in. And then the other part of it too, guess what? If they have cap money left over and there's not anybody they want to sign, they roll it over. uh, They get to roll that over for next year when they can have more money and be players in free agency again. And, And maybe, you know, depending on what happens with Desmond Ritter, you need to be a player in the veteran free agent market for quarterbacks, so you need the money there. So, uh, to me, just and this is something that that always kind of honestly irks me about fans. Sometimes they're like, "Oh, have cap money." Well, sure, but you want to spend that smartly and on players who can help you instead of just throwing it around willy nilly. Like so, right now they, they've done a good job, I think, with assembling this roster, and they're going to hold on to that money just in case they need it, because we've seen it. Look, look at Cincinnati, right, with Joe Burrow. Look at Miami with Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, who knows how long he's had. Well, okay, Miami might want to be in the corner market, even though they have some depth there. 
well, okay, you know, if Atlanta, I mean, look at let's, Matt Hennessy is a good example, right? Like if they feel Bergeron's not there yet, which would be completely fair, by the way, if they feel that, if they see it for a couple of weeks, because, you know, you, you don't want to put him out there too early and then risk messing him up for his career. Like, oh, I don't know, Jalen Mayfield potentially. So you want to hold on to that money because maybe you go get a left card, but, you know, or, or, or a center if you choose to move Drew Dahlman a left card. Like, so it's good to have that money in case you need it. And that to me is, I think, what they're doing. Mike Rossi covers the Atlanta Falcons for ESPN. Check out his work at ESPN.com. I like his notes uh, that he posts up there every day at practice. I always, Mike, I always read through all of your notes uh, every day, so I uh, appreciate you. I know you did that just for me. Uh, so. Oh, I, I do. I mean, listen, I do, I, I do it just for you because I know, you know you're not able to be out there and, and, and you need to be able to see it. I'll, listen, truthfully, I mean, the only note that, I, that matters to me is the last one every day, which is about the music at practice. Yes. That's the one that yes. really matters. I- <laughs> yeah, you got you got all the music. So at Mike Rothstein. So check him out. Mike, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes on the show tonight. Obviously, we will chat again very soon here. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Thanks for having me. You got it. Chuck Green and Kia Studios, Sports Radio 92 on the game, the Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.